Give Jesus a mighty clap of praise. Yes, go ahead and give him praise. Give him thanks. Go ahead and give God thanks. He's worthy of thanks. Worthy of praise. Worthy of glory. The Lord is good. Glory be to Jesus. We praise God for all the testimonies. For all the testimonies for his goodness and his kindness. Yes. For that little baby that God delivered. We say thank you Jesus. For what you have done. Lord you are worthy of praise. Somebody lift up your hands and just bless the Lord. Yes. Bless the Lord. Wave your hands and give him thanks and glory. Oh, somebody just lift up your hands and give him glory. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Somebody thank him for what he has done. Thank him for what he's doing. Thank him for what he will do. Yes, he alone deserves praises. He alone deserves worship. He alone deserves honor and adoration. This morning, Lord, we came to say thank you, Lord. We came to say thank you, thank you, thank you, Father. Can you lift up your voice and thank the Lord this morning? Yes, lift up your voice and say thank you to him. Yes, lift up your voice and say thank you to him. Oh, thank you, Jesus. We bless your name, Lord. We say glory and honor be to your name. Father, receive the praise, receive the thanks. Receive adoration this morning in Jesus' name. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for your power and your glory. Thank you that we are never the same again. Thank you, Lord, for your blessing in our midst this morning. In Jesus' name, we give you worship. We give you thanks. Somebody clap your hands and say a big amen. Can you please lift up your Bibles? Lift up your Bible. And say with me, say, this is my Bible. It is the word of God. Oh, some of you are, are, you are still looking for your Bible. Okay. So, so take your Bible and, st- and stand to your feet. All right. Good. Lift up your Bible and say, say, this is my Bible. It is the word of God. I believe what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I am not a hearer only, but I am a doer of the word. Say it again. Say, I am a doer of the word. Say, the word of God is blessing my life. Say, the word of God is changing my life from glory to glory. Uh, I'm only hearing the people on this side. Everybody say, from glory to glory. The word of God is changing my life. Say a big amen. amen. God bless you. Please be seated. All right. So, have some few minutes to share God's word with you. And I believe and I trust that you will never be the same again. Amen. Can I hear somebody say a better amen? amen? Yeah. God is blessing us. And God is confirming his word in our lives this 
season we are in, I want you to know once again that what God has started in your life, he will definitely accomplish it in Jesus' name. Somebody say a better amen to that. All right. So, I'm going to once again emphasize one of the things that will give us an open heaven within the theme for the month. All right. And this month, our theme is service. It's our month of service or serving the Lord. And obviously, if there is one major thing that can guarantee anybody an open heaven, then serving God would definitely be a very key instrument to your open heaven. Amen. Serving the Lord is a key instrument. It is very, very necessary. Serving the Lord is a major thing that would guarantee that anybody in this life will end in a place of glory. Amen? Because no one serves the Lord and remains the same. When you serve an idol, there will be an effect. Not only on you, but on your children's children. When you serve in any company, the company rewards you. When you serve any individual, depending on who you are serving, it will show in your life. When you serve a rich man, it will show that you are a servant of a rich man. When you serve a poor man, your life will show that you are a servant of a poor person. In the same way, when you serve God, there is something that will show in your life that you are indeed a servant of God. And I came to let you know that the God you serve day and night, he will definitely make a mark in your life and show to everybody that indeed you serve a living God. If you are here with me, clap your hands and give God praise in the house. Amen. So, I will be talking briefly on some ways by which one would have to serve God or by some ways by which you can serve God. Because people sometimes ask, so what I'm doing, am I serving God? There are ways by which somebody can serve God. Amen? Yeah. And I want to share with you some of the ways by which you can serve the Lord. So you can title it, my message this morning, Ways to Serve the Lord. Or avenues by which you can serve God. Somebody say amen. But there are ways by which you can serve the Lord. And that is what I want us to quickly talk about. Number one, you can serve God through fasting and prayer. You can serve God through fasting and prayer. Amen. Luke chapter 2 verse 36 and 37. Luke chapter 2 verse 36 and 37. There is, or there was... A woman called Anna in the days of Jesus, or no, before Jesus was born. And the Bible says that she was in the temple day and night and she served the Lord. You know, she was a widow who had lived with her husband for over 70 years and then she had been a widow for a long time and she was in the temple. The Bible says in verse 37, verse 37 of chapter 2 of Luke, that she served the Lord through fasting and prayer so your fasting and prayer is a means of serving god now 
when we say fasting and prayer, there are different types of prayer. And this morning, I didn't come to talk about the different types of prayer. But when you are fasting and praying, and all you are doing is just a prayer of petition or a prayer of request, that is not serving God. A prayer of request simply says that God, give me my daily bread. Lord, bless me. Lord, my life. Lord, my children. Lord, you see this chicken that is growing in my house. Lord, I want more eggs. Lord, my this. That is a prayer of petition. That is for yourself. Are you understanding what I'm saying? No. Are you sure you are here this morning? Do you understand what I'm saying this morning? Alright. But there is a prayer of intercession. And this woman, the Bible says that and she was a widow of about four score and four years. That is 84 years. Which departed not from the temple, but served God with fasting and prayer day and night. So when you see the next verse, it will tell you the kind of prayer she was praying. So in verse 38, the Bible says that and she was coming in that instant gave thanks likewise unto the Lord and spake unto him and all the people that looked for the redemption of Jerusalem. So she knew about the prophecy that a Messiah will be born. And so she dedicated a life that I'm praying that let the Messiah come forth. So she was praying for the redemption of Jerusalem. She was praying that the Messiah will be born. That was an intercessor. Are you understanding what I'm talking about? So, your intercession is a way by which you serve God. Do you know that for a lot of us, or almost all of us here, you are saved today, you are redeemed today because of somebody's prayer. Uh, You you, you don't seem to understand what I'm saying. But I'm saying that you are redeemed today because of somebody's intercession and prayer for you. When you were not even aware, when you were a drunkard and you used to drink and you used to sleep in the gutters and you used to do all manner of things, somebody was in the church or somebody was at home who was fasting and praying for you that God save somebody. Like sometimes we go out and we are, you know, evangelizing, doing dumb brokers and things like that. It is not just the dumb brokers or the evangelism that saves the people because you and I, we don't have enough words to convert a sinner. It is the Holy Spirit. The Bible says that when the Spirit comes, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. So the Holy Spirit is released through our prayer and he convicts people and then they give their lives to Jesus. Is somebody understanding what I'm talking about? All right. So intercession or fasting and prayer is one of the ways by which we serve the Lord. If you agree with me, clap your hands and say amen. Now, and I want to say this to all of you elderly mothers and fathers here. One of the greatest things you can do for God is to be an intercessor. Amen. There is a man, I think in the 18th century or thereabout, called D.L. Moody. D.L. Moody. Very, very powerful preacher. But in the early stages of his ministry, the people were not blessed. They, you know, he'll be preaching and people will be sleeping. Like some of you have been sleeping when I'm preaching. Yeah. Oh God, sometimes I feel so sorry for myself when I'm preaching and I see some of the, some of the people. But 
then they will be sleeping on me like this. Then they will be sleeping in church. Yeah, some of them, I will give on your birthday. Some of you on your birthday, I will bring you a pillow. Yeah, I'll bring you a pillow. Once I give you a pillow, you must know that you have been sleeping in church. Ask somebody, do you deserve a pillow? Do you deserve a pillow? Uh, what did the person say? Yeah. When you see somebody sitting next to you and the person is trying to close their eyes, tell the person, Bishop will give you a pillow as your birthday gift. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But D.L. Moody, there were some old women in his church. And the woman said that, no, our pastor is too cold. And the church is not moving. They were expecting a certain move of God and they were not seeing it. So these old women ganged up. And they didn't gossip. They ganged up. And they decided to pray. You know, sometimes when things are not the way it's supposed to be in a family, people only gang up to gossip. When things are not moving the way it's supposed to be in the church, some people or in a department, some people only gang up. Hey, then they'll call each other. Have you heard this? Have you seen this? Have you seen the other day? Have you seen the way um, 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 Elder came to take the, the tights and the way he was dressed? You look, you look sharp. Oh. You, are, you, you are a young man in... in hey, this man, Charlie. I, I, I want to see pictures of when you were young, how you were looking like. Quiet. Oh, you're a guy. Huh? Yes. He has, been, he has been doing it to me. When I dress, he says, hey. you are, you are. So you too, you are. <laughs> no, but, but I appreciate God. Amen. You know, I like people who, who, who present themselves well. Yeah. That one, I like it. When I see people who appear well. Oh man, when people don't appear well, I, I get very, very worried. Yeah, like you appear like they just <laughs> okay. So, what was I saying? I was saying that <laughs> I was saying that some people, when things are not going well, they just gather, they gossip. Oh, hey, nowadays our choir, you know, and the choir leader, no, but this woman, they put themselves together and they decided that they were going to fast and pray and they will be praying for D.L. Moody and they will be saying that oh lord let fire come upon our pastor oh lord let fire come upon our pastor oh lord send a revival to the church these were old women and they will be praying oh lord send a revival oh lord send a revival to the church and listen to me one of the prayers God hears a lot is the prayer of old men and old women I'm telling you, yes. The young people, why? You are angry with me, but it's true. <laughs> I didn't say that God doesn't answer the prayer of young people. I'm saying that old men and old women, God hears their prayer a lot. Amen? Yeah. And before anybody could say, Jack, Pam, fire came upon the church. Fire came upon D.L. Moody. He will be preaching and people will be sitting in their chairs and screaming and things will be happening. It was as a revival that came about through the prayer and intercession of some people. So fasting and prayer is one of the ways by which you can serve the Lord. Receive the anointing for receive the anointing of the intercessor in the name of Jesus Christ. Can I hear somebody say amen? amen. Yeah. Please, you understand what I'm preaching? Alright. Number two, you can serve God by evangelizing or witnessing to lost souls. You can serve God by making disciples 
Matthew 28. Alright? So, Matthew 28, I think from verse 19 or 18. So, evangelism is one of the ways by which you serve God. It's one of the ways by which you serve God. So, and these things I'm not talking, I'm talking about, they are not things that you say, okay, me, I choose this one, I don't like this one, or me, this one is what I prefer. I don't know. These are things that as a Christian, you must do to serve the Lord. If for some reason, your work, and very soon, we are restructuring our evangelism. We will do some on Saturday. So that those of you who go to work on Saturday, but you come for rehearsal after work, you can still go out and do some evangelism. Even if it is 30 minutes, go out and evangelize. Is it a good idea? So why, why, why are you not saying amen? Why are you not saying anything? Yeah. Because you see, we must help everyone to serve God well. Amen? But evangelism is one of the ways by which you can and you must serve the Lord. Receive the grace to become an evangelist and evangelize and bring people to the saving knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. There are some of you, you relate with people on different levels. And I keep on saying, there are some people in your community, some people in your neighborhood, some people in your, ch- in your office, that if you tell them that this Sunday or tomorrow I want you to go to church with me, uh, they will see it as a privilege that you are inviting them to church. There are people you've passed by them. There are some small children. You see, in the neighborhood, you see some little, little children. They look so wretched. They don't, they don't look, they look like they have no parents. Do you have some of them in your neighborhood? Oh, come on, talk to me. Do you have some of them in your neighborhood? Keep your eye on them. Look, it will be a great blessing if you can bring one of those children to the Lord. You can tell their parents that every Sunday there is a young guy in this community. I went there, myself and Moses, and we told the mother that, look, our children, your child likes us. So every Sunday, we'll come and take your child to church. And the mother said, okay, I've heard. Yeah, over there in the story building. Is is it Kojo, eh? Yeah, something. They call him something. But the mother doesn't go to church. The father doesn't go to church. But went and told them that as for your son, we want to come to church with him. And the boy has been coming to church. Because we tried the father, we tried the mother, they, they won't listen. But the small boy, if somebody understand what I'm talking about, yeah. some of you, it won't take anything for you to get a small child around your community or a certain man, somebody who is not saved and make sure that you get the person committed to Christ. That is one of the ways by which you can serve the Lord. You will serve God in Jesus' name. Tell somebody, I will serve the Lord. No, I said, tell somebody, look at the person's face and tell the person, I will serve the Lord. Amen. Not only evangelism, it is evangelism and follow up. Evangelism and follow up. Like I was just talking about that, my dear friend, that I've been calling him this morning when we came. I just remembered somebody and then I called Dr. Kojo. I said, I've not seen this guy for a long time. Have you called him? Then he said, oh yes, I called him the other time and we spoke. You know, but follow up, following people up, follow people up, looking for people. There are some that even when they get saved, the world is still pulling them. So if you serve God, being a choir star is not enough. It's good, but it is not enough. 
Can I hear an amen from the choristers? Or, Mama, you do understand what I'm preaching? You understand what I'm preaching? That being a chorister is not enough. Yes. Yes. It's good, but it's not enough. Yes. Choristers, I'm preaching to you today. Yes. Say, preach. Yes. <laughs> so, being a chorister is good. Being an usher is good. Being an elder is good. Being a deacon is good. Huh? Being um, no, no. Um, steward of faith, yes, is good. Huh? Yes. Being a pastor is good. But it is not enough. There are many out there that we must bring in. Sometimes you are there and then you notice that somebody in your department has not been around for a while. Or not even in your department, but somebody you know in church. You look for the person. You look for the person. And I thank God for this church. This church, we are a true church that Christ believes in. This is a true Christian church. Yes. This is it. Because this is one church that people will send me messages. That bishop, please, I've been trying to follow up the sister. I'm not getting her. And when I call her, or she's been giving me stories. So bishop, please also call her. Yesterday night, somebody was texting me somebody's number. That bishop, please call this man. He's not been to church for some weeks now. I've called him, but he's giving me excuses to so call him. There are times Reverend Pani will tell me, uh, after church, he's going, he's going somewhere. He's going to look for somebody who he has not seen for some time. There are times Auntie Mary and some of the follower people, they will say, we are going to look for this person. And I know a lot of you have been doing that. Listen, that is Christian service. This is the work of God. Amen? Why are you not clapping? I said that we are doing the work of God. You, you, are, you are not... <laughs> Amen. But this is the work of God. Somebody say amen. Ask somebody, are you doing the work of God? No, please look at the person and ask the person for me. Ask, ask the person. Are you sure you are doing the work of God? Huh? What did the person say? And ask the person, if you say yes, when was the last time you followed up on somebody? When, when did you follow up on somebody? When did you look for somebody? Huh? When did, no, ask the person. It's a serious matter. Look, I can close at this point. I can close at this point. But ask the person, when did you look for somebody? When did you look for somebody? Huh? Yes, take the answer right now. I'm waiting. What did he say? Huh? Is that what? This morning. She looked for somebody this morning. You look. Yeah. Huh? Hey, when did you look for somebody? Huh? You don't remember? You're laughing. <laughs> no. You see, Christ came to seek and to save. Hmm? Jesus said, if you love me, do my will or obey my commandments. Are you understand what I'm saying? So this is, look, there are certain things when you do for God, it makes your heavens open consistently. May you receive grace to do the things that will keep your heavens open in the name of Jesus. Are you blessed this morning? Go to Acts chapter 15 verse 25. Acts chapter 15 verse 25. Acts 15 25. Okay, so I've done two so far. What's the first one? 
Number two. Number three. No, number three is follow up. Yes. Ah, uh, uh, okay. It is, it is the man who is doing the thing. I, I intentionally separated evangelism from follow up. Alright. So, see follow up as a major thing. Not as one of the things. It's a major thing. Is that okay? And then number three, and number four, is ministering to the saints. Ministering to the saints. Look at what Paul said in Acts chapter 15, verse 25. Acts 15, 25. He says, It seemed good unto us, being assembled with one accord, and to send chosen men unto you with our beloved Barnabas and Paul. Uh-huh. Men that have hazarded their lives for the name of our Lord Jesus. Uh-huh. Yes. Now, so they were saying that we have sent to you Barnabas and Paul. What did they send them to come and do? To come and minister to them. Is that okay? Yeah. And when we say minister, the word minister is the word serve. So one of the ways by which we serve God is by serving the saints, serving the Christians. So what we are doing, in most ways, we minister to God and we minister to the saints as well. So for example, the ushers you see around, the meters or the welcomers, they are ministering to us, but that is their service to God. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the IT department. They are ministering to us, the technical department. And so many of the departments, what they do is that they are ministering to us. And they are playing instruments and they are praising God, but we are also enjoying the songs. They are making it easy for us to worship the Lord. The, The stewards of faith, they come and then they come and collect the offering. They are ministering to God, but they are also ministering to us. So, if you are serving God, one of the ways by which you serve God is that you look for something to do to minister to the people of God. That is why it is not too much that you are a managing director of a company but you can come to the house of the Lord and still be cleaning chairs. Yes. you can. It is only in the house of God that the managing director can come and clean chairs and then his employees will come and sit down and cross their leg. Are you, are you getting what I'm trying to say? Yeah. The, is it a Ugandan president that died or something? Yeah, he was an usher in his church. In Tanzania. Yes, the Tanzanian president that died. He was an usher in his church before he became president. After, when he still became president, when he goes to church, he will still serve as an usher. Wow. And his ministers will be around. What a blessing. I said, what a blessing. Some of you, because of your service, you will reach very, very great heights in life. I don't like your amen. I said, because of your service, God will take you very, very far in life. So, when you are serving God, don't be making it some way. Minister to the saints. Minister to us. Yes, minister to us. Amen? Yeah. There is a certain church, a certain pastor in Congo. I think in Congo, the DRC. Democratic Republic of Congo. And his armor bearer is a minister of state. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, like a minister. One of the major ministers of state 
is his armor bearer because the guy was his armor bearer before he became whatever. And then even after he was a minister, honorable, <laughs> the guy would still come to church and still bring water for his pastors to wash his hands and still hold his pastor's oil. When his pastor is anointing people, his, he will still be holding the oil and then he will be ministering. May God lift you very high in Jesus' name. Some of you, this is what, listen, service will break certain curses from your life that all your prayer have not been able to break. Are you, are you still in church this morning? Or you are gone home? I, ask somebody, are you here or you have, you have gone home? Huh? Are they here or they've gone home? They are here. Yeah. Some of you, there are certain curses that prayer is not enough to break. No, at least I've been in ministry for some time and I can tell you, there are some of the things people go through. You pray for them, you baptize them, you've taken them, you take them to higher anointings. There are people have carried them to presiding bishop. He has prayed for them and we've done everything and nothing is changing. Most of the times when I see that, I tell them, Charlie, commit yourself to God and just serve God. And sometimes as people serve God, you don't even know when that sickness will leave you. As you serve God, oh, I'm, I thought I'm, I'm, I'm prophesying to somebody. As you are serving God, uh, anyway, you should be able to share your testimony before you go. Yeah, he has a powerful testimony. Powerful, you, you know about it. Powerful testimony. He told me the other day, I was shocked. When people are serving God, don't think, say, they are serving God because all is well with them. There are people who serve God with all manner of sicknesses. But don't stop. Don't stop because you have a particular illness in your body. It is your service to God that will kill that sickness in your body. There are some people they are serving God with all sorts of conditions, poverty. Some of some people they are serving God, they are an usher or something. Probably for the past two days, they've not eaten any proper meal, they've not eaten any proper food because they don't have money to buy food. Yeah, but whilst you are serving God, He's taking away. You see, it is like you are coming from a demon or a family of poverty. But as you are serving God, God is looking at your service and gradually, one step at a time, he's changing your story. He's changing your story. He's changing your story. May your story change in the name of Jesus Christ. Lift up your hand and shout a better amen. So make sure you are doing something for God. I'm telling you, make sure. Eh? Make sure you have to make sure. Don't wait for the Holy Ghost to come upon you and shake you. Then you shake. Then you hear a voice from heaven say, "This is my beloved son. From today, you are an usher." No, you will. Ne- it will never happen. Are you understand what I'm saying? No, please. You understand what I'm saying? Huh? Yes. Most, almost everybody here who is doing something for God, they decided to do it. Mama, did you decide to do it? Or it was, a, it was God who spoke from heaven? That, huh? I decided to do it. Yes, you de- she decided. It was a, she was intentional. She decided intentionally that I would do this. And she's doing it. Are you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Because God can even speak to you. But if you don't decide, you will never do it. So today, decide to do something. Look at somebody and tell the person, today... Tell the person, say today, decide to do something for God. 
Some of you, every day, I'll do it next week. You know what you are doing? Oh, next week, I'll do it. Next month, you are postponing, you are postponing your own deliverance. Yes, I'm telling you the truth. Oh. I'm telling you the truth. So, intentionally decide. Intentional. You know, the other day, I talked to you about serving God intentionally. Intentionally decide that I am going to do this. Intentionally decide that I am going to serve God. I am going to do something in the house of God. And take the step and begin to do something for God. And you will see how God will change your story. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Are you, are you blessed by what I'm preaching? Are you sure you are blessed by what I'm preaching? And those of you too who are serving God, decide intentionally that you will never stop. Romans chapter 8, Paul says that what shall separate us from the love of God? shall persecution peril he said neither angels so even angels <laughs> or principalities cannot stop us from serving God what shall separate us from the love of God what, should, what is it that will make you stop serving God today that you are an usher you are happy what is it that will make you say that from today I'm no more an usher what is it that will make you stop serving God nothing should stop you don't let anybody stop you. Are you getting what I'm saying? Uh, look at me. I said, don't let anybody stop you. Tell somebody, don't let anybody stop you. Tell somebody, don't let anybody discourage you. Huh? Yeah. When Jesus wanted to take his service to another level, it was his own closest associates who came to tell him that, no, you can't die. But the death was part of his service. So sometimes your closest friend, sometimes even your husband can stop you. Yeah. I'm preaching. Sometimes if you don't take care, your own wife can stop you. And I sorry. And I Is the church for your father? Is the church for your mother? No, 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 no. You don't understand it. The church is for both my father, is for my mother, is for my uncle, is for my grandmother. It is for my everything. Yes, the church is for me. I say the church is for me. Yes. <laughs> so don't let anybody stop you there are people who can stop you with their attitude there are some of them when you, when you are trying your best that is when they, they give you a bad look but I'm in pebble I'm in pebble when they clear you eh? when they clear you, you jay your eyes and then you serve God them all yeah. amen So serve God. Tell somebody I'll serve God. No, those of you can't look into people's faces. I don't know what is what, what you're afraid of. Look into the person's eyes. Huh? Yes. Unless you are owing the person. If you are owing the person, don't look into their eyes. All right. Giving is one of the ways by which you can serve God. Second Corinthians chapter 8 talks about the Macedonian church. 2 Corinthians chapter 8 talks about the Macedonian church that even in their deep poverty, they still gave. So, you serve God by giving. Huh? Yeah, you serve God by giving. So, giving is part of your service. Anytime you come to church and you take an offering, or it is offering time, remember, it is part of your service. So, we don't call it collection. Say amen. It is offering. It is offering. 
when you give your tithe, when you pay your tithe, it is offering. In fact, we give offerings, but as for tithe, we pay. Yeah, because tithe is not yours. You can't give something that is not yours. You have to pay back. So tithe, we pay. But it is part of your service to God. I hope you understand what I'm preaching. Yeah. So the way you serve God, you must be very careful. And you see, anytime you give to God, and everybody, please listen to me. Don't write. Look at me and listen to this carefully. Anytime you give to God, God doesn't look at what you have given. He looks at what is left. It took me a long time to understand this. One of the ways by which I hear God very quickly is when I have to give. When it comes to giving, I hear God faster in my life than any other way. There are times I'm giving a tithe and then God says, no. In fact, I hear God on regular basis when it comes to my giving. I hear God more about my giving than about demons. Yeah. And for me, it is a sign that financially God is going to make me very buoyant and ever flourishing. Look, let me say this to you. One of the graces, by the grace of God, one of the graces or one of the anointing upon my life is the anointing for financial prosperity. Look, I have, by the grace of God, I have, I have ministered to people who have moved out of nothing into abundance. One day, one day, I was talking to the presiding bishop about something to do with money and church and I, you know, I was supposed to do something. And then he said to me, he said, son, you have it. You have that anointing upon your life. That day, it confirmed to me that God has given me that anointing. Listen, when people walk with me by the grace of God, as I minister to you, you can never remain poor. I don't care how you came in, but somehow your life will change. All of you, clap your hands. May somebody give you 10,000 Ghana CDs before the end of the year. <laughs> Unless you, you won't listen. Unless you, you won't obey the word of God. As I'm teaching. And you know, and from that day, I stopped feeling guilty about me raising money. Because there are two things that lead people into financial blessings. Obedience and sacrifice. These two things are very, very important. So, when I'm talking about money, I teach it with distinction. I don't teach about money targeting your pocket. I'm not teaching about finance. I don't talk about money because I'm targeting <laughs> 200 cities or 100 cities from your pocket. I can't reduce the word of God to that. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? Yes. We preach the word of God targeting your heart. That God should touch your heart. Because if it is in your heart, God will put it in your hands. You, you, you missed it. I said, if it is in your heart, God will put it in your hands. I said, if it is in your heart, God will put it in your hands. Before the end of this year, may abundance come into your hands. May the God of heaven supply all your needs according to his riches in glory. Receive financial explosion in the name of Jesus Christ. Somebody lift up your hand and shout, I hear. Sit down. You know, you know the other, was it last Sunday I prophesied to you about financial breakthrough? Yeah. And then when my friend, um, Reverend Kingsley came, he gave you the same prophecy. You remember? Such a person, there is no way you cannot be blessed. The only thing that can stop you 
is your giving. If you give sparingly, you will reap sparingly. But see your giving as your service. Yeah. There are times I'm, I'm taking a dress to iron or something and then I'll hear God say, give it to this person. And he has to go. There are times, I remember one time I was counting money to go and do something. I was, when I finished counting the money and I was very happy, then God said, that is your tithe. <laughs> yes. And I gladly give. Because anytime it is like that, I know that something is about to happen in my life. Are you understand what I'm saying? Yes. I have never entered any church and not dropped an offering. One day I traveled to the UK to go and do something. And then we happened to enter into this church, Bishop John Francis's church. You know, and then when we entered the church, there was no service going on. Wow, I looked at the place, and then the Lord said to me, Leave an offering. Any church, and from that day, any church I've entered into, whether there's service time or not, I must leave an offering. The next thing I look for is the offering bowl. <laughs> leave an offering. Hmm? So cast your bread upon the waters. Leave an offering. Leave an offering. When you come here in the daytime, you come and pray. After praying, leave an offering. No, I'm not, I'm not saying this because I'm looking for... No, it is bigger than that. The word of God is too powerful than your 20 Ghana cities or your 50 Ghana cities. The word of God is too powerful than my 10 Ghana cities or my 100 Ghana cities. Are you understand what I'm talking about? But serving God is part or giving an offering or giving is part of your service to God. Can I hear somebody say amen? Yeah. And that is why some of you must begin to hear God. Sometimes you are there, you hear God. God will say to you, do this for the church. When God speaks, quickly obey. Obey him. Because it is an indication that he's about to do. Listen, when God has nothing for you, he doesn't instruct you. When God has nothing for you, he won't give you an instruction. Are you understanding what I'm talking about? But when God instructs you, it means that he has something prepared for you. May that thing manifest in the name of Jesus Christ. Yeah. I'm looking for the day when some of you, you know, very soon we are coming to build on this place. You know, most of the times after church, I have to stand and talk to people. Have you noticed that? Because where my office is, how many of you can, can come there every day? Let me see your hand if you can come there every day. Only the young ones. Yeah. Yeah. How many of you cannot come there every day? In fact, you cannot come there every week. Raise your hand, let me see. Yeah. You can't. Not, I mean, and it's true. You can't. So we have decided that we will build something here. We will build an office here. Is that okay? Yes. So that, because, let, let me give you an example. Today, I woke up, I slept just before 12. Around 11.30 thereabouts. And then, I woke up at 2 a.m. So I've slept for barely about two hours. Then, I came here, went to do the dumb broadcast. Is that okay? I've come, I'm preaching first service, I'll preach second from between first service and second service, I'll have to speak to people, pray for people. Second service, I'll pray for people and things like that. After that, I'm going to Kaswa to go and preach for somebody. And then from Kaswa, I'll now come back here for praise and power night. Yesterday, yesterday, I had to go to another program yesterday, Saturday. Are you understand what I'm saying? Monday, I'm supposed to be preaching in Kufuridia. Tuesday, I'm... Are you understand what I'm talking about? So sometimes when I'm talking to people and I have to be standing, it is not an easy thing for me. I'm telling you, the, the whole night from yesterday, the whole night, I've slept only two hours. I'm not saying that when we close because of that, say, oh, Bishop, no. If you come, it's my work. I enjoy doing it. Are you understand what I'm saying? 
Yes, but as we are growing, we need to understand that some of these things, it is not good to do. Are you, I hope you understand what I'm saying. Some of the things people are talking to you about, it's not even something to stand with them. Yeah, you need to sit down and give them attention. I'm praying that before we build some of this, somebody will be able to say that, Bishop, this project, I will commit 200 bags of cement towards it. I will buy two tons of iron rods for it. Somebody will say, I will buy 1,000 blocks. 1,000 blocks for it. Somebody shout and say, I am blessed. All right. And then, serving God with your profession. You must also serve God with your profession. So if you're an accountant, ask the church, how I am an accountant, how can this be a blessing to the church? It is not every day we, we don't have an accountant department in the church. But you would have to find out, what can I do? This is what I do. I am a marketer. How can I use my profession to serve God? Yeah. Maybe you are a mathematics teacher. You can ask the church, how can I use my mathematics to serve God? Yeah, you'll be surprised that we can tell you that, okay, all the children in the church, anytime they are going to write exam, we will organize a class for you so that you teach them basics of mathematics. Yeah. So there is something you can do. So use your profession. Don't only come and sing and go home. Can I hear amen from you? Why today I'm a you, because you are looking beautiful and your song was good too. Yeah. Are you with me? Yeah. So use your profession. Huh? Maybe you sell rice. This Christmas, ask us how can I use my rice <laughs> to serve God? And then we'll show you that this December we want to do a party for the community. Eh? and bring the children and bring all the people in the community come to Perez Chapel, come to Zoeland eh? maybe you are a barber this December we want to bring people here we bring, we, those, some people they don't barber their hair everyday we tell them that there are free barbering shop here we will give them free hairdresser to do your hair for them some of them oh. but serve God with your profession it's a good place to clap serve God with your talent and serve God with your zeal. Let me quickly close as I say this. Let me quickly close as I say this. Don't serve God for the following. Number one, don't serve God for recognition and acknowledgement. Don't serve God for recognition. And, uh, so eh, we've done it, sir. They won't even say, say why are they poor? They won't even say, say why are they poor? No. But who has been telling me, say why are they? <laughs> no. You know. Don't, don't make that your target that I'm serving God for recognition so that they will recognize me. Huh? They will recognize you. We may not recognize you, but God has recognized you. Amen? Yes. Look at Philippians chapter 2 verse 13. Philippians chapter 2 verse 13 and 14. Very, very powerful scripture. Quickly, let's read it and then we'll close. Are you blessed this morning? Are you sure? All right. So he says, let's read it together. Can we read it together? Philippians 2.13. Ready, go. No, 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 no. Only, only three people are reading. Look, please, read it. Let's read it together. Ready, go. Yeah. Verse 14. Ready, go. Do all things without murmuring. 
and dispute him. Don't mama. Don't complain. Oh, please. Stop it. Do all things without murmuring. Shut up and serve God. Amen? I'm preaching a very good message, oh. What I'm preaching, it is delivering somebody in the name of Jesus. Huh? Jesus is Lord. What I'm preaching is delivering somebody. Yes. So do all this. So don't, don't serve God to look for recognition. Hmm? You know, recently in a certain church, one of our churches, some people got angry because they were choosing elders and deacons and they were not choosing, but they think that they are more hard working <laughs> than the people that were chosen. And I said, what do you mean by that? So I asked him, ask one of the guys, I said, how do you know that? He said, eh, no, we don't, we don't give, you don't serve God because you want a, another title. If you want a title, if you want a rank, if you want a rank, I can give you a place to go. Can, should I show you where to go? No, no. Sh- should I show you where to go? Those who want ranks, should I show them where to go? I should show them where to go. Alright, so you can join immigration service. You can join the prison service. You can join the Ghana police. <laughs> you can join the army, the armed forces. When you go, they will do yes sir. Then they give you W-O-1. Then you do chest out. Yes. Here, everybody's Bob no rank. Amen. So, serve God without looking for recognition, titles, position, and all those things. No. No. It is not, you see, for those who have known me for years, it, my position as bishop has done, in fact, sometimes I feel like it rather restricts me. Yeah. Because some of the things, but I refuse to be restricted. Are you understand what I'm saying? Yes. But don't, don't be serving God because you want something and then they made this one, this, and then they didn't make you departmental leader. When God saved me, he didn't save me for departmental position. When God saved me, he didn't save me for a bishopric position. When God saved me, he saved me to serve him. I will serve the Lord. Finished. Receive the grace to serve God. Serve him. Receive the grace to serve God. Somebody shout a big amen. Number two, don't serve God with carnality. Hmm? Don't serve God with carnality. Carnality, cry. Honemu. Honemu. Hello, Facho. You are carnal. 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 Carnality. Oh, Janu Mofen, she's still. Oh, no, Padama. Hmm? everything is canal for you you don't understand anything spiritual when we are some some people don't even know the difference when to change from being you know earthly and being spiritual sometimes in the midst of the service something is moving and so canal no but learn to be spiritual it's something we'll talk about one day and then the last thing i want to talk about never serve god for money never serve god for money Amen. I said, never do what? 
No, why did your voice go down? I said, never do what? Don't ever serve God for money. Don't. Because you see, when you do something for God and you take money, when you finish, you can, there are certain prayers you cannot pray. You cannot say that God, remember my service. Because it is no more service. You did something and we paid you. So you don't have to pray. When we are praying, just keep quiet and look at us. Because we have paid you for what you have done. Are you understanding what I'm trying to say? Yeah. So when it comes to serving God, nobody should serve God for money. No, nobody. Don't ever serve God for money. If you want, if you come, you say that, look, me Are you get what I'm saying? Oh, Bishop, I swept the room. Can I get some? You know, I've been coming every day to sweep the room. Can the church put me on payroll so that I can be taking 50 Ghana cities every, every. <laughs> I mean, how? How can you, how can you even think like that? preaching am i preaching something how can you even think like that oh bishop you know nowadays bishop life is not easy at all in fact the fuel prices have been going very very high so i want the church to also increase my level in the service of god how can the church increase your level how can we increase <laughs> you know the stewards of faith the stewards of faith thing we are doing in fact bishop it's not an easy thing at all so you see when we hold the basket like that by the time we realize that our shoulder is all praying in us so bishop from today can you give us more targetness after after church so that we can drink malt somebody say malt Mortar Guinness Christians, Coca Cola Christians, refreshment Christians. I say refreshment Christians. Be delivered in the name of Jesus Christ. Ah. You should believe God that ah, as I serve God, if I am, let's say, a, a, a cameraman, I'm believing God that God will bless me. We have only one camera so that I will buy one more camera and add to it. That should be your heart desire. You know, you don't come. Sometimes when we are giving the offering, you know, people who have interest in church money, when they offering, I remember <laughs> a certain church like that. The pastor said that the day that they are doing a program, when they are taking offering, then some of the people are very happy in the church. You know why? Charlie. I know how bonus is. No, no, it ought not to be so. Are you understanding what I'm talking about? Why are you angry at what I'm preaching? Yeah. Don't, 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 don't be angry. I'm teaching you how to serve God because as you serve God, your heavens will open forever and ever. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Serve God. If you have to walk to come and serve God, walk and come and serve Him. If you have to come on empty stomach, come on empty stomach and serve Him. I'm telling you, it is your beginning that is small, your latter end you shall increase. David said, I have been young. Now I am old. I have never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed begging for bread. That shall be your testimony. Your seed will never beg for bread. Bow down your head. Let us pray. If you are clapping your hands, clap it well.
Amen. As you burn your head, you are here this morning and your sins have not been forgiven. You can't call yourself a servant of God. If you are here and you want your sins forgiven, you want to give your life to Jesus. Maybe you are a Christian, you backslided, but you want to come back to Jesus. If you are like that, please lift up one hand and I'm going to pray with you. Yes, you want Jesus to come into your life so that you can serve him well. If you are like that, lift up one hand. Or you want to rededicate your life to Jesus. You are a Christian, but you are not sure. You feel that there is something missing in your life. Something is lost in your life. You want to give your life again to God. Lift up your hand and let me pray with you. All right. Can you please help my brother to stand up on his feet? Yes, thank you. And walk to me in front here. Walk to me in front here. Just as I am without one plea. It's alright, it's alright. Nah. I want you to pray this prayer after me, church. And I want everybody to please lift up your hand and pray this prayer with me. Please say this after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. I cannot save myself. Forgive me all my sins. Wash me with your blood. Come into my life and make me a new person. Today, I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. Amen. Put your hand on your chest. Let me pray for you. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you for this wonderful son of yours. I ask that Lord you will establish him in your kingdom. Let him never be the same again. Make, me, make him a testimony to those who know him. In Jesus' name.